You're listening to Growing Up 80s, Episode 9, Computer Camp. Computer Camp. Computer Camp. Computer Camp. <laughs> I, I almost always just repeat what you say yes, in, in, you this, in this one. Hey, welcome back to the basement. Thank you, Darren. I like it here. I like it here, too. Yeah. It has quickly become home. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, so computer camp, Darren. Yeah. We went to a few of those when we were kids. Yeah, so I want to talk about this a bit. Okay, so today we might be a little bit more heavy on the personal stories side. Yeah. A little bit, and, and I think that's okay. Sure. If the listeners hate it, you let us know. Mm-hmm. So... I don't think we're doing this just to be self-indulgent, though. We're going to use our stories as a way, as an example mm-hmm. of of something that a lot of kids did in the yeah. 80s. Yeah. So computer camp is kind of a weird term, isn't it, when you think about it? Yeah, it is. Because normally when you go to camp, like you're thinking summer camp, getting away from it all, like unplugging from things. And yes. Getting back to nature. Not so with computer camp. Yeah. So... Like originally, I was I was kind of thinking there's almost like an evolution where you have camping, where you're actually going out in the woods, mm-hmm. set get get a campfire going, and you got a tent and so on, right? And then summer camp became more of a place you go away to during summer break or whatever, eh? Like right. so the parents yeah. can get rid of the kids, stick them in a bus off hours away to some remote place, but with cabins and so on. Yeah. yeah. And then I think summer camp turned into or evolved into day camp, mm-hmm. which would be get the kids out of the house to an event, mm-hmm. but only for the daytime. And probably more so in the 80s, even when you had um, both parents at work a lot of yeah. the time now, which w- perhaps was a little bit different from decades past. That's so right. So, what are you going to do with your kids when you're not at home and they're not at school all day? Oh, these day camps are a sure nice thing that we can. You know, we can only send them to grandma and grandpa's house for so many days. Yeah. (laughs) And then, okay, grandma and grandpa need a break too. So (laughs) let's send them off to some of these day camps. Cause I did, I remember doing a few different types of day camps when I was a kid in the eighties, when my mom went back to work and stuff. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. And then that's right. They became more and more specialized. So eventually they had nothing to do with camping at all. They were just. Camp in name. (laughs) Yeah. The the name camp was still there. So, so that's kind of. How, because I think this might be foreign to some of our like European listeners or something. It might be just sure. like, oh, what's, what is computer camp? What is what camp? Is day camp? Yeah, what is yeah. day camp or anything? So, specialized camps, before we get to computer camp, how about you tell us about a couple of the other kind of camps you went to? Well, one of the camps that I went to was called Thunder Camp. <laughs> Thunder Camp. Yeah. And so, this was a, a week long day camp. You'd go in the morning and you'd get picked up you know, when your parents were done from work. And so we lived in a city called Thunder Bay. We still do. And so yeah. this was run by the city of Thunder Bay and it was called Thunder Camp. Thunder Camp. And it was basically a forced march, <laughs> you know, all around the city. And now Thunder Bay, about 100,000-ish people. Yeah. But a lot of area because we were two different. Yeah, we used to be two different, different cities. cities with... 10 miles between us. Yes. So we would be walk. we wouldn't be walking from one end to the other, but sometimes it felt like it. Like I remember as a, (laughs) as a probably an eight or 10 year old walking up and down like Balmoral and stuff like (laughs) that. It's like, wow, we're really walking a long ways. 
<laughs> we took the bus a lot. But anyway, we would in the morning we would go to one of the high schools. Yeah, um, that's where we would. That's where we were based from, and and we would go to, you know, someplace in the morning. Go check it out. A place around Thunder Bay. It could be a park. It could be a business. I remember we went to Palm Dairies once and saw how they made ice cream. Or we would go to, um, like the sewage treatment plants. <laughs> All sorts of great places. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then we would help help, <laughs> help hose out the sewers and stuff, eh? Mom, you won't believe what I found. I got to keep it. That's right. Yeah. And we'd go to a park and have a picnic lunch and then we'd go do something else in the afternoon and we'd usually head back to the high school in the afternoon and there was a pool there and we'd go for a swim and then we'd get picked up. Yeah. It was like that was our day camp. That was Thunder Camp. Cool. I remember that was the summer that I did Thunder Camp was the year that Charles and Diana got married. I remember we were oh. touring around the college, and they had uh, the wedding playing on the closed circuit television. Wow! Yep. And then didn't you work for like Science Camp or something? I did. Yeah, I worked for uh, Science North um, traveling day camp in <laughs> uh, maybe my second year of university or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we did a day camp, a science day camp. And we traveled all around northwestern Ontario to some of the rural and remote communities. And yeah, that was that was an experience. You know, I was traveling with a, you know, there was five of us yeah. in, a, in a big van filled with all our science stuff. <laughs> and Off doing science. Off doing science, yeah. We would go and do a science day camp and we wore lab coats and pretended to be sciencey people. <laughs> You spent a lot of time in a lab, lab coat, eh? Yeah, that's a... right. Mikadon, we yeah. wore lab coats there, too. Yeah, at the computer store, Darren and I both worked at. <laughs> we had to wear, wear lab coats. Did you do any other day camps besides the computer day camps that we went to? I don't remember any others. Of course, we went off to, like, summer camp, Bible yep. camp, yep. Uh, for a while there. But I, I don't think I did any other day camps mm-hmm. except these various kind of computer camps. There's just one other one I want to mention. It's very 80s. Okay. Space Camp. Now, Ooh. we didn't go to Space Camp. I remember reading about Space Camp and maybe World Magazine and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So it just sounded like the most amazing thing, right? Yeah. Of course, you didn't get to go to space. No. <laughs> but they did have one down in like Florida or Cape Canaveral yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And wasn't there a Space Camp movie? That sounds familiar. Yeah. And they probably actually accidentally launched the kids into space <laughs> or something, pro- they right? They probably did. So computer camp, yes. finally, right? So a little bit of quick history. I just had to look this up, right? Yeah. So I found an old article in Compute Magazine from March 1984, and it was about computer camps. Okay. And they were saying that they were giving a little history themselves that the first computer camp was organized by Dr. Michael Zabinski in Connecticut in 1978. And, mm. and by 84, there are already hundreds of computer camps. Sure. But yeah, some officially organized by him. And apparently that group's still going. Like he's still around running the National Computer Camps Organization in like 2018, 20, oh, wow. probably even now. Yeah, I never would have realized that there would be like some official sanctioning body (laughs) of computer day camps. Of computer camp, yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, probably ours had nothing to do with the official one. Yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking about that. The very first computer camp, I was trying to figure out kind of like a timeline. 
probably 1982 mm-hmm. when I was nine years old mm-hmm. is the first time I went to computer camp. And I don't think I went with you. Now I went to, I think that we have talked about this in the past. Yeah. And maybe you went to, are you thinking about the one at the college? Yeah. Did you go two years to the one at the yes, college? Yes, I think I, I went I think twice. I only went once to the college. Okay. And I wonder And if... then I went twice to the one at Churchill. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you took the year off because basically I think I had two years at the college mm-hmm. and the first one was computer camp. Yeah. That's all it was called. And they put us in this room with all these, I didn't know they were called terminals at yeah. the time. Now in hindsight... It was this big room full of terminals. Uh, I was still used to pet computers, Mm -hmm. which were actual self-contained microcomputers. These terminals would all be hooked into a big mainframe. It was the VAX, right? Probably a VAX, yeah, running VMS. Yep. And and then on there, we would have been doing, just on command line, uh, BASIC or Fortran, Mm -hmm. maybe both. Okay. And I think we got some printouts. Like that just came right off their big dot matrix line printer. Yeah. And then we were like typing in the, the programs and mm-hmm. so on. Yeah. That's about all I remember of it. But I think maybe you were with me for that one. I think so too, because you've told me about the sports computer camp too. <laughs> that we're getting to. And I don't remember doing the sports computer okay. camp. Yeah. I remember riding our bikes to the college. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I think happened. So I think... My guess is that was like 82 mm-hmm. that you and I went together. Yep. Overall, it was a positive experience. Yeah. I, I liked it. I don't know why you didn't come back the next year. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't Although either. maybe you were just smarter than me. Okay, so so fast forward a year. It was 1983. And I guess I liked computer camp the previous year enough. Mom says, we're going to send you computer camp again. And I'm like, okay. But this year, it's computers and sports camp. Mm. And I hated gym at that time of my life. Yep. I was a awkward nerd and I didn't have any of that. It felt to natural me. Natural coordination that Natural coordination. And, and it felt like it needed some kind of aggression or something that I just, that was not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt, you know, I was bullied sometimes, sometimes, not horribly, but it, it was there. Yeah. Um, so, but stupid me, I still went anyway. So yeah, every morning you'd have computer camp mm-hmm. and that would be fine. But then every afternoon was like gym. Like it was like, it was just stupid. Are you ready for three hours of gym? Yeah. And no, I hated it. And what this also did was while computer camp just mostly attracted nerds, mm-hmm. when they rolled these two programs together... I guess they figured that the computer nerds needed exercise yep. and that the sports jocks needed computer skills. Yeah. But what it meant is that these two very different classes of people <laughs> or whatever, whatever yep. we say it, uh, were together. And at least one of them was a terrible bully. Mm. And I didn't have you around. Not that you would have pr- protected me no, as such. No, but at but... least we could have like hung out together yes. and fended yeah, so I just deflected, I deflected or yeah. whatever. Yeah, so I was there on my own, and this guy was telling me he was going to beat me up, mm. and on Friday I'm going to kill you and all this kind of stuff, right? And you meet me by the rink boards. I'm we're fighting on Friday. Why would I meet you there? Yeah, but I, I wasn't so 
self-assured or whatever to even that's that's right like it was just really scary to me but on the last day like i ran out like a different part of the building or something and just ran home yeah and that was it yeah and avoided it but yeah that was terrible yeah (laughs) so so i hated that so of course come 1984 i was not going back to that no but i'm sure that's when a high school team instead like there's computer camp run by the college, yep. but then there's computer camp run by, I guess, by a high school teacher mm-hmm. at Churchill High School. Yeah. Pretty close to our, closer to our house. Yeah. Our houses. <laughs> we didn't live together, but we yeah. lived a block apart. Yeah. And so you agreed to go there and it was closer. Yeah. And it was just computers again. Yeah. And they had a lab full of Commodore 64s. Yes, I remember that. And so that was great. That was, yes. Before we go and talk about that, because yeah. I think we probably have a lot more that we can talk about that. Yes. I do have a couple memories about yeah. the college camp. I remember, the only reason I remember that we were on VAX terminals is because in part of their explanation about things, or maybe they had like... um a presentation about how the, the system worked and stuff like that. They had the personification of the Vax or this guy who used the Vax or lived in the Vax and he was oh. Max in the Vax. Do you remember Max in the Vax? Oh, I don't think I do, but I, I remember us having some kind of book that we worked through Yeah, that was very home, well, I should, I'd say homemade, but of course it wasn't. It, yeah. but, but that era's like... Somebody at the college produced it probably a for duotane. the thing. Yeah, exactly. And they <laughs> ran it off, not even on a photocopy, no, but like one of those Xerox, mimeographs or something like that. Yeah. And there was Max in the Vax. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. And, okay. and there was that kind of thing. And then I remember playing, I don't imagine it was Zork. Oh yeah. I think we played that adventure, like yeah. cave yeah. or whatever. I yeah. think you're right. We played some sort of text-based you're in the caves. Yeah. And I'm probably projecting you were eaten by a Gru onto <laughs> that. But it was that kind of thing. There was a house, there was a key, you went into Ooh. the house, and then you, I think that you went into the caves or you went down into the dungeons from within the house. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well then Is this, this ringing any bells? Oh, well that's, I mean, that's totally Zork. Maybe I'm projecting that well, the ori- onto... Yeah, the original Zork is based on colossal cave yes thank you colossal cave adventure that came right out of my brain so good good job darren thank you so yes colossal cave adventure yeah is probably what we were playing good job yeah yeah you're almost certainly right yeah 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 so i I remember playing some sort of text-based adventure game and i think that's what i remember yeah i was playing yeah (laughs) cool yeah and i don't remember a whole lot of the programming part of it. Yeah. It's yeah. even possible that computer camp was a year too early. Like I was saying 82. Yeah. Maybe even 80 or 81. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been, you know, some gaps there. Yeah. So, but the timeline all fits yeah, together. Well something enough. like that. Yeah. yeah. The two years that we were at Churchill high school. Yes. For the computer camp. That was great. Oh yeah. That was great computer camp years. Yeah. So yeah, I got a lot of memories about that. Uh, so it was run by an obviously nerdy teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, were, there, were there two of them? Well, 
two different teachers. Was or... there was there a teacher and an assistant? Yeah, and the assistant was his son, yeah. Bruce. Oh yes, this is coming back now. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't remember the teacher's name, but I'm sure the son's name was Bruce. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that teacher, I remember him kind of taking to us because we were extra enthusiastic mm-hmm. and nerdy than the rest, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So he, he was good. He would talk to us like peers, really, mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. And I remember us standing outside of Churchill after a class, mm-hmm. him talking about TPUG, the Toronto Pet Users Group, mm-hmm. which um, I've talked before about Jim Butterfield and so on, Carl Hilden, uh, who, you know, these people from TPUG that I've met. Uh, Jim Butterfield's passed away now. But I remember that teacher talking about how he had met Jim Butterfield. Oh, yeah. And he's telling me this in 1984, and that was really cool, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so it was funny how legendary Jim Butterfield was at that time. Oh, yeah. And how, what an honor it was for people to meet him. Like, it was a bragging thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think that even in the States, like, because Jim was Canadian. Yeah. um, You know, it was a big deal for us. Was he as big... In the States, or did he receive, like, was he as legendary, do you he, think, in other places as yeah, he was in Canada? He was legendary, not quite as much. We had, we saw Jim Butterfield as a television personality, mm-hmm. as well as an author yep. and a magazine editor, Compute yeah. Magazine. Yep. So we kind of saw him at that one extra tier that you and I would watch that Bits and Bytes show and the Academy and see him on TV. Um, I think that elevated him just that bit more Mm. because it's like me, a TV star. Yeah. Yeah. But he was a big deal in the States. Like all my friends, because he he edited, well, he wrote all those great Mm -hmm. uh, books and so many magazine articles. And everybody knew that he was like a great teacher if you wanted to learn something. You look at Jim's memory maps, um, that that he where he uh, kind of mapped out the computers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, he was a big deal down there too. Yeah, yeah, people certainly lined up to see him when he traveled down to Chicago in the two thousands, mm-hmm. and he had sto- we had story time with Jim, and mm-hmm. everybody would go quiet, and he would just have the floor, and he would tell like a half hour story, and everybody would just listen to him. Eh? Yeah, because he was like such a he was a combination of like kind of grandpa storyteller yeah. and educator and, yeah. and, um, and he was just so knowledgeable at his peak. Yeah. Now, do you remember how the day was structured at the Churchill computer camp? Did they have like a programming time and then a games time and then another programming time and another games time? Or did like, did they split it between maybe half and half games and programming? I kind of wonder because I remember doing some focused basic programming at least for one or two days. Yeah. And I remember doing focused logo programming. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And logo was amazing. There was, um, I need to do an episode on that for eight bit show and tell sometime. Yeah. But the local language was made, made this turtle graphics famous mm-hmm. where you, you know, describe, walk forward, turn right, pen up, pen down, mm-hmm. and you would draw these kaleidoscope patterns. And the language was related to Lisp and other 
um, other more powerful languages. So it was neat that they had a Commodore 64 implementation. And it was the first time I saw that you could, I was so used to basic being this fixed thing. Like I would, mm-hmm. I was doing a fair bit of programming by 1984. I was like 11 or 12. But in Logo, you could define commands. You would, you, you could build these functions up and they would become part of the language. Mm-hmm. And that just seemed amazing to me. Like, you mean I can make my own commands? Yeah. But um, you also but, remember games time. Oh, do, do I ever? So yeah, we had this big room full of Commodore 64s. Oh, and they gave us each our own floppy disk. Yes. Yes. And, and yours was, your name was right on it. Robin Harbrow. Yes, Robin Harbrow on it. And I still have that disk. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. Nice. And I think it still works, or at least I archived it. Yeah. So it had all the official programs that we're supposed to have on it. Yep. Then it had our saved, like, the, our work, yep. right? And then we were pirating games. Oh, yeah. Like, and if anybody brought a game, and I'm sure the teacher and Bruce had oh, had something to do sure with that. Make sure we get our copies, too. Yeah. I remember minor... 2049er. I think that was maybe the oh, first year or the first time I played yeah. that. Um, I think Chiller there. Really? Chiller? Maybe. Okay. And there was that um, driving game. Yes. Yeah. Tell me about... The driving game where you could avoid cars and avoid pedestrians. There were pedestrians walking across. Or you could hit the pedestrians. And, and they... I think you would get points and there would be big blood splats. Yes, Blood like there's the old lady with the cane. Yes. <laughs> it's horrible. It was an awful, it was great yes. and awful. We couldn't believe it, eh? Like, yeah. And was that, do you know what game that was? Yes. Is that a real game? I was it kind of a, a shady game? I did the research today. It all fits in. It's a 1983 game called Speed Racer. Yeah. And so this is the thing, like... If we were there in 84, and of course, the, all the 83 games were game pirated. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Speed Racer. I found a YouTube video of the play. Nice. And it, yes, there are policemen standing there. There are old ladies walking across the street. <laughs> it's terrible. And I think on the left side, there's like demon points. And oh, on the right yeah. side, there's angel, angel points. Sure. And so every time you run over a person, that demon points goes up. I don't know how you make the angel point one go up, though. Yeah, maybe but... slowing down when you're passing the police or something yeah, like that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and it was a full screen scrolling game. Mm-hmm. And it was all those sprites. It seemed pretty remarkable, even though yeah. the graphics aren't great at all. But compared to the other games we were seeing, like Atari games yeah. and ColecoVision and everything, yeah. seeing this fast scrolling world going by was was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Did we first play that Star Trek game? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm stealing everything. No, from no, you. that that's fine. So yeah, you're you're nailing it. So we have. Boy, we have the same memories here. It must be. This must have happened. This must have happened. <laughs> it's just, when you go back 36 years, mm-hmm. isn't that something? Mm-hmm. 36 years, you can start to doubt, yeah. you know. But yes, that's the first time we saw that Star Trek game. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it's the turn-based one. We talked about some yes, episodes ago yeah. with the amazing feature that 
if your docking computer was broken, you got turned over to this manual version of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I made a copy of that and brought that home yeah. from, <laughs> from there. Yeah. One more game that we saw for the first time there. And it's something we've also talked about here before. Oh, okay. Give me a hint. Buh. Is <laughs> a good hint? Nope. Actually, you know what's hilarious about it? The hint is the, the son of the guy. Bruce. Yeah. Was it Bruce Lee? Yeah. Really? We saw Bruce Lee there for the first time. Okay. We were watching the loading screen. Yes. And that is the memory I have when I say that to me, it looked like a digitized, like a computer photo, his head. Yeah. Even though in hindsight, it's just not very... And do you remember what we said about yes, last this night? was the torso portrait. Yeah, the torso portrait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you listen back to one of our previous episodes, we talked about, I don't know, we... Had a good laugh about We killed Bruce, each other laughing with, torso about the torso portrait. <laughs> so those are all super remarkable first impression things yeah. that we had there in that classroom. Yeah. Would we have had our Commodore 64s at this See, point? I think I had my Commodore 64, but I think I didn't get a disk drive until October, October. like yeah. f- a few months later. And so, I probably got my Commodore 64 November for my birthday that year. Yeah. Yeah. So I suspect the first year we had that computer camp, I kept the disc and probably had a few games copied onto it. All ready to go. Ready to go yeah. for when I'd finally get my own. And then the following year, I was actively copying yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I remember us typing in that balloon sprite demo there. Yeah, I, that, that does sound familiar yeah. to me too. So I'm, I'm thinking this is something that would translate better. I should make a video about that disc if I can still get it working. Yeah. And maybe I'll make it for the Grown Up 80s channel. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. So check us out on YouTube. Yeah. We are there, even if I don't get that done right away. Yeah. Uh, there are some other videos there already. That would be fun for sure. Yeah. So the next year that we went back, it was kind of more of the same fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I said, more disc copying. But do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> more of the same disc yeah. copying parties. <laughs> But again, the the teacher knew that we were really enthusiastic about computers. Do you remember the special trip we got to make the the second year? Now we're talking about 1985. Yeah. No, I don't remember doing like a field trip during this thing. Yeah. Well, it was only us. It was a little weird. Okay. We got invited to the school board official, like the headquarters for the school board. Down on Sill Street. On Sill Street. And everybody runs. Yeah. Do you remember why? Summer 1985. What happened in 85 in computer news? The Amiga 1000. Oh, yeah. Was apparent. Oh, really? The Amiga 1000 was released apparently July 23rd, 1985. Yeah. It's kind of amazing, isn't it? Really? So this throws off something that I had long held. Oh. Okay, go ahead. Tell me the story. Yeah. So... If it was released in July and our computer camp was August 1985, I'm yeah. almost certain. Yeah. So one of the very first Amiga 1000s to come into Canada, yeah. they had purchased one at the school board. Really? It was down there in the basement. I, I, I don't know why. Was that some sort of multimedia lab or yeah. something? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway... So the computer teacher, being the nerd he was, he was so excited there was an Amiga yeah. here. He says, you guys, come down to the school. 
school board. I'll let you into the school board. Kind of yeah. weird now, yeah. really, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, and sure enough, there's an Amiga 1000 saying there. There was no software for it yet. I don't mm. think anything being released yet. Yeah. But he booted it up, and then there was the included, you know, the workbench had this demo program. Do you remember this? It would open up four different windows on the screen and each one, one would have like boxes. Poke, yeah, like plotting and they were yeah. all doing it simultaneously. Yeah. Um, yeah. The boxes, circles, lines, yeah. and I don't know what the fourth one would be, but, and they were all animated. It was drawing yeah, these lines. to kind of show you how this is multitasking. Yeah. And you can move the, grab the mouse and move those windows around. Mm-hmm. And then he opened up the clock. Mm-hmm. And was ticking away that analog yeah. clock. And you can move that window on top of the other things yeah. and behind it and all this, right? Yeah. So that was pretty amazing. At the same time, I was like, well, where's the games for it? Where's the, you know, sure. there, there was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but that was really remarkable too. And that's just burned in my mind, right? Yeah, I so. don't remember that. What? I was there? Well, I thought you were there. Yeah. So you know what I was going to tell you? No. I thought I knew exactly the first time that I saw an Amiga. Oh. And I thought I had a photograph of the first time that I saw an Amiga. Yeah. I thought it was in Vancouver at Expo 86. We were going through one of the pavilions. Yeah. And there was a computer there that was hooked up to a video camera that was digitizing. And you would stand in a certain place. And look at the camera, and it would digitize your face, and it would show it on the computer screen. Yeah. And I took a picture of my face on the computer screen, and it's it was a Commodore monitor, and it was an Amiga doing this. Wow. Yeah. So they had, like, a, was it a Genlock, or was it just the, di- like, it wasn't it overlaying was, you? It was behind, yeah, it was just, I think it was just digitizing the image and, and putting it on the, screen. on the screen. And it was behind a case, like, so you could just kind of see, like, you didn't see the computer there. It was just the monitor there, and you could see the bezel yeah. and stuff around it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have a picture of myself doing that. And, of course, cool. the flash washed out the screen totally. <laughs> yes. So, like, you can see the, the Commodore monitor and stuff like that. I don't know what it would have been. I should dig that up. Yeah. Because be... I thought that was my first experience with an Amiga. It might have been. Maybe somehow only I got the invite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. I like, did you go in the car? Like, did he drive you? Maybe. Yeah. It was kind of weird, you know. Mm-hmm. But back then, teachers were just... those kind of things. Teachers would just drive you places and you didn't think anything of it. Nope. And yeah, like in this way, it was almost like if he was breaking any rules, it wasn't... It was like our advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Smuggling us into the board of education, <laughs> so we could, so we could see like the, the yep. amazing new computer. Oh, I, I always liked people who had access to the board of education because they had laminating machines. Oh and yeah, all sorts of good copy machines and colored paper, and they had button makers and everything. Yeah, there. So, oh, man, they got all the great stuff at the oh. board of education office. Yeah, you know that's okay. So that's reminding me. I remember taking a creative writing class. It was at the board of education. Oh yeah, building there. And that's where I wrote my stupid Rocket Bigfoot stories, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I still have. Uh, I also remember Ron's mom bringing us there to use the laminator. Mm-hmm. And also when, this is way later in, when we were in university, early 90s, Ron and I made Machine Blue, Machine yes. Blue, yep. the computer circuit. Yep. And it was 
Oh, we wrote it on huge paper, and that was the only thing that could photocopy this. Something that big. Yeah, it was like, you know, four feet by three feet yeah. or something like that, this big paper. And they had a dual cassette deck there, mm-hmm. and we used it. Oh, me, Ahalaeus's dad got us in there. Oh, yeah. Because he was also a teacher. All our parents were teachers, it seems, almost. Not mine. Not yours, but yeah. Um, to use that dual cassette deck to attempt to copy explode the way of the exploding fist oh yeah yeah and i guess either we didn't have disc drives yet or maybe we did but this game was only on cassette somehow Mm -hmm. that's all we got it yeah so i think that was a failed attempt too but Mm. yeah there's all kinds of stories oh you do a show on the board of education just the board education well i think that's most of my stories there does it seem at all odd to you that we would ride our bikes to these kind of things when we were like nine and 10 years old. Yeah. Because like, I totally don't let my own kids go ride. Yeah. Like I, I would miles and miles away. I don't think I'd be comfortable letting, letting my 10 year old ride to like, he does, um, every once in a while they do a computer camp, but it's just a, a Saturday afternoon thing at the university. And now that's only, you know, like a five minute bike ride from here. Yeah. I don't know that I would let him do it. Yeah. Yeah, But we would drive much further. Oh, yeah. This was past where we were allowed to ride. Like, this was past the Zellers Arcade that I wasn't allowed to ride my bike to. Yeah. To go to the college. Um, Going to to Churchill High School would have been a little bit closer. I guess it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But I remember we, we rode our bikes all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And so it seemed like it would be a far place to ride to, especially if you're timeline is right and we were maybe nine years old when we were going to the college the first year yeah seems like a a far way to go yeah but back then we just that's what we did yeah the parents just i don't know yeah (laughs) the other thing i wanted to ask you was the second year we were at the churchill the high school computer camp was that the year that you started working on space karate oh space karate Probably, yeah. And then, like, maybe you started it at computer camp and then continued working on it throughout the summer. Really? With Ron, maybe? Wouldn't that be something if Space Karate's been under my nose all this time, sitting on that 1984 disc? Because I've been searching for Space Karate. Yeah. Like, since last year, Mm -hmm. Ron got me a whole bunch of discs of his that I was going through. I spent... Like a couple days, I think, digging through discs. Yeah. Could not find Space Karate. That was last summer that he brought you those discs, Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, and I spent quite a while on them. Oh, well, check the computer camp disc. Wouldn't that be something if Space Karate was on there? Yeah. Well, I gotta make this video now. That's right. Space Karate. I even kind of publicized my Space Karate search on Twitter, and I made a fake Space Karate uh, screenshot. Yes. Did you remember that? I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, I took some liberties. Actually, because I was lazy, I made the Space Karate men out of characters. Mm-hmm. While in our game, they're actually made out of sprites. Very expanded sprites. Expanded, too, right? very blocky, like big noses. Big noses. Big square noses. <laughs> so you could tell which direction they were facing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, their nose would rotate left or right depending on. And did we already talk about Space Karate on the show? It feels we like must we, have. Yeah. And the reason it was called Space Karate, 
we it was were just, written in basic. We were just it? trying to make a karate game, but it just moved so slow because it was written in basic. It became space it, karate. We decided to you just spin it, right? Yep. This game's so slow, it feels like they're on the moon or something. Well, that's because it's space karate. Ooh, cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Have you ever heard my computer camp song? Sent to computer camp every day. I'd walk to the college. We'd go to program on the terminals, learning basic or Fortran. It was pretty fun. I learned a That one actually got played on international internet radio. Ooh. Uh, a guy in Scotland, Aberdeen, Scotland, had uh, has had or has a really neat radio show. Now that I think about it, I haven't listened for like a year or two. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a really friendly guy who found me on Twitter and he just plays kind of weird stuff that he finds, but on real radio, yeah. not just internet. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty hilarious. That was the first time uh, I've had anything, my stuff played on real radio outside of North America. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. So anyway, he played the whole song and he said, that was lovely. Very nice. It <laughs> <Yeah>. was lovely. 
That's a good story. That song is part, if, if you didn't like that, I totally understand. I empathize. If you, <laughs> if you do like that, uh, that's part of a whole album called Nerd So Low, and which is both kind of a pun that it's the only album I've ever recorded that's just me. So uh, there's a lot of, because the only instrument I'm good at is bass. So I use that kind of as a lead. I, I play bass, but then I'm kind of doing solo stuff on it. Um, and of course I have to sing. And then I play drums, just with this little drum machine. It's just kick, snare, kick, snare. Kick, snare and if I don't have anything kick, else snare. to do, then I'll, I'll hit the cymbal. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole collection of stories is both yeah, solo, because I record myself so low, because there's, some of them are pretty sad tales. There's quite mm-hmm. a bit of a theme of bullying, being bullied, and other uh, issues. It was kind of a nice uh, an exercise. I, I wrote in one month as part of an online challenge, mm-hmm. uh, just record it myself. Um, and it's a bunch of stories about kind of lower, difficult times in my young life. And at least half of them are very computer nerdy Mm -hmm. video game events, but there's also other surrounding issues, but it's not all like super down. It's, (laughs) I mean, it's still me. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, that's on Bandcamp if you want to find it out. Yeah. So it seemed very topical. Quite. Now, yeah, originally I had suggested we do a broader topic tonight, but uh, Darren, I think, wisely said, how about we just do the computer camp part? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. So maybe we'll tackle some of those other issues uh, later. I'm uh, interested in what motivates us to want to make video games. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that was like a part of it, but the bigger picture. So, uh, and we're also, uh, we invite your suggestions about what we'd like to, you know, what you'd like to hear us talk about. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. If you have neat, uh, computer camp memories, Mm -hmm. if you had like a computer camp teacher who had like discs and discs of games and (laughs) copied and shared, and you have some favorites from that, that'd be cool to hear about those too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And how about in other parts of the world where, you know, did you have computer camp in Europe, in Australia, did you? Did you ever get to go away for like one of those camps where you sleep over and it was computers and you were sleeping? <laughs> did you do that? Like, did those kind of things exist? Yeah. They must have. Oh, and this reminds me of, did you know there was a song called, wasn't it called Computer Camp as well? By Data, Data Rock or Data Rock. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's almost like a sweet song and video, yeah. but just gets a little too far into creepy, yeah. weird sometimes for anyway check that out anyway we don't have to talk about that lots but that's worth uh you know how to google things who are they they looking for they're called data rock and the song is called computer camp so that was a shorter episode than we usually do but that's okay yeah we don't owe you anything well we owe a couple people something we do so thank you to our two patrons patrons justin c and mv and mv thank you to you guys for your support if you would like to support us go to patreon.com slash growing up 80s probably something like that yeah 
yeah, we will try and put a link on darrenfolds.com. And if you become a, a patron, you get to listen to our special patrons-only podcast. That's right. And if you're one of our top-tier patrons, you get to ask the question that we that, answer. That we're going to answer. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for spending some time listening to us reminisce about Computer Camp. Yeah. Thanks for coming to the basement again. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And we'll try to be back here next month with another episode of Growing Up 80s. Definitely. Good night. Good night. So the cake, there was like 33, it was pancake cake. Pancake cake. 33 pancakes, like crepes. (laughs) Yeah. Pancake, layer of peanut butter. Pancake, layer of whipped cream. Pancake, layer of mascarpone cheese. Times 10. (laughs) And I guess there's probably 34 pancakes because there's a pancake on the top and it was covered with chocolate. On the top that was dribbling well, down the side. of course. Of course. So it was about a foot high pancake cake, <laughs> peanut butter, mascarpone cheese, whipped cream, topped with chocolate. Yeah. So I started the evening with, yeah, I probably had a couple pieces of pizza. I was, you know, I was going to behave. Yeah. Two pieces of pizza. Yeah. And then the chips. We called it the man salad. Okay. The man salad was served. <laughs> it was like Doritos and Sun Chips and cheesies. Those were good. So yeah. we finished off a bowl of those. <laughs> and then somebody brought by the dill pickle chips. Well, of course. Normally they're quite disgusting, but I don't know. You were the mood. <laughs> I was in the mood. <laughs> you were primed. At some point for a lot of dill pickle chips. And I probably had about three cans of the the fizzy carbonated water stuff. Yeah. So that was good sloshing around. Yeah. <laughs> then went and played with the kids in the bouncy castles. <laughs> the bouncy <laughs> And yeah, and then the cake came out after that. <laughs> and so, like, they're cutting foot high slices of the of foot here. What have 12 here, inches of cake? <laughs> have, have 33 pancakes. Yep. With filling between each, each layer. layer. Yeah. It was really good. <laughs> well, how could it be bad? So, so, my wife tells my eight year old if you're going to throw up, you leave the room. <laughs> Do it in the next room. <laughs> Go find a nice, quiet, secluded corner <laughs> to throw up in. <laughs> I think there was a lot of children with tummy aches. Yeah. And dads with tummy aches. Yeah, and they're, I'll go back to the bouncy castle after. <laughs> yeah.